Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for clicking or tapping on our conversation with Charlie Puth. A lot of life has passed since he was in our studio last, and we got all of it to discuss, plus a brand new album to dive into, which is called Charlie. Highly recommend listening to it on Amazon Music. Come on. And uh, heads up, today's episode with Charlie Puth is being delivered to you by GoPuff. GoPuff is my go-to destination to literally get anything and everything delivered, from candles to snacks to electronics. I just got a charger the other day, just got six cases of water delivered. GoPuff is my life. So to be able to share it with you is a big deal. Seriously, uh, it means a lot. So get thousands of items delivered instantly to your door or to wherever you're at. I've had GoPuff meet me on a street corner with an energy drink and a toothbrush before. That, that, that sounds sad, but honesty is the best policy. GoPuff will come to you. Try them out. Save $10 off your first two orders. Just use the code Zach10 when you're checking out. That is Zach with an H. 10. Like the number 10. Use it. Save 10 bucks when you're checking out. Go Puff. Here's Charlie Puth. Maybe I'm just, maybe I was just more awkward. I'm still very awkward. I had to give that to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, beautiful human. Hello. My, my name is Zach. That is Dan. Yep. Welcome back to the studio. Charlie Puth. Yeah, I thought you were calling me the beautiful human, but I'm fine <laughs> being called that. <laughs> you are. As you sit here today, do you feel beautiful? I do not as much as your nails. My goodness, you know, those are different colored. Those are beautiful. Yeah, they're like portraits. They're very intricate. Don't distract. Do not distract. <laughs> Evading the question one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I, we have a new album to talk about, but this album yeah. is. I've been a fan of your music from the very, very, very beginning. Thank you. Going all the way back to Pitbull Celebrate. Going back to the Christmas hey. album you were selling in the sixth grade. I forget how long I've known <laughs> known you guys. But you've said that Charlie is a different, it's a different body of work for you. It is because I, for the first time ever, I had a team of uh, people encouraging me to finish the entire body of work. When I first met you, it was all about just getting the single out, getting the hit song out. Oh, track seven of the album. Who cares about that? Let's just, just finish the album. Um, but now it was all, every song uh, was finished with so much care and uh, uh, in conjunction with the entire project because there's so much care how do you know when a record is done i just when there's nothing else to add sonically to the song when the vocals sound you, you just have a it, it, it's kind of like uh <laughs> it's kind of like when you're finished eating and you're 80 percent full but you still go for that extra 20 percent, and then you're really done <laughs> but is the is the song done at really done? The song is done at eighty percent, and I'm just like adding like little uh, bits of noise against a hi hat. I'm like, okay, no one cares. It's over. It's done. Ha has the process always been like that, or is it different this time around because you've put lyrics before production? Ooh, yeah, it's different now. I'm less uh, neurotic about the mix being absolutely pristine, perfect because music, I believe, moves quicker nowadays and the output is important but it shouldn't uh, obviously compromise the quality of things but uh, I, I like attention taking six months to mix that doesn't exist in my world anymore it takes like a week to mix a song now but you have to retrain yourself or do you just need to rip the band-aid off and put it out I think 
there I, I think i also got better in the four years since that song came out too i got a bit quicker at uh getting things uh i i, I learned from uh, a lot from other producers as well and um there's never too much to uh to learn when you're making a record and i just i got this this record did take a a year to do but i had 12 songs in mind i had the song drafted in my head and if the song didn't leave my head i would then allow myself to either go to the studio or go downstairs to my mini studio and uh, take what was in my head extract it and put it into pro tools so uh, okay but you're doing that once you have the lyrics right yeah the title started first with every uh, one of these songs mm. which was not the case for voice notes last year voice notes was uh, heavily derivative of R&B in the late 80s to the yeah. 90s like it was a huge nod to that era I don't even really know what to call this uh, uh, what genre to name this album do you feel obligated to call it anything for the purpose of press and interviews it's it's hard to my, one of my least favorite things to do is to describe my music without people hearing it so I'm glad you've heard a little bit of it oh I listened to the whole album twice thank you that means great that, that means a lot to me and I uh, it's I just got to tell people just to listen to the whole body of work because nobody really cared about what was going on in my personal life before it was just about you know getting the oh I hear him on the radio I don't really know what he looks like and I uh, I, I want people to listen to this and know that uh, I, I go through the same things that they go through but you were going through those things before when you were releasing songs that were going up the charts on the radio and mm -hmm. on billboard all of it yeah. you have so many hits under your belt you could have been honest then mm -hmm. or could you not have been i wasn't did you not have the ability i wasn't being i i always had the ability but I wasn't being encouraged to make multiple attentions, if that makes sense. I was encouraged to make multiple hits, and attention was on paper a hit song, but it was also an honest song, and I wasn't being encouraged to make honest music. It was just like the classic music industry thing, just yeah. print money, print money for the record label. Find a formula. Yeah. But even back then, you did feel like you had ideas of what makes a hit song. Yeah, I feel like I still have a pretty good idea of what people um, want to listen to. It's just music moves so quickly nowadays that I, 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 I'm less. It's not that. It's not that I, I shouldn't even say that. I'm not less sure. I'm. I'm sure within myself. I'm just. You, you just have no idea what's going to happen now. So, how do you keep up, or not keep up, stay ahead? Right, because it's not even about keeping up. I, if you're I, keeping up, you're right you're kind of losing but you also dictate where music goes you've really done that like really it. well with this thank you I, I i just listen to people and i listen to um conversations of of, of people because they're the best uh, uh barometer of what things are going to sound like and what the sonic palette thing is uh, going to be it's it's kind of like in fashion how in 2005 it was all about juicy couture and and, and velvet matching uh, uh pants and and uh and, and in 1996 it was about oversized uh dress coats but without the shoulder pad that was a 1990 89 90 kind of thing for both you know men and women and it was like kind of this androgynous kind of thing but it kind of faded away and now it's coming back again people were the ones who dictated where fashion went and people are also the ones who dictate where music goes i believe at least but do you think that's relatively i think music do you think it's new that the people have dictated where music is going? No, they just realize that they have that power because of things like TikTok and yeah. 
TikTok not allowing you to facetune your face and you have to show your true vulnerable self and then other people catching on and be like, oh, that video has millions of views because everybody wants to feel loved and admired and the videos that do the best on uh, that platform are the videos without any makeup on, uh, three minutes of just uh, uh, talking about your feelings or what have you or just real shit and the videos that are overly filtered like the stuff that used to do well on Instagram uh, it doesn't even reach your page anymore so I that's another reason why uh, I think music has become even more authentic because people are presenting themselves and are catching on that if you are more authentic you're going to get viewed by more people so is that what leads you to this want to be the most honest you could be in a record no <laughs> I, I it's just that just happens to be going on while Par- parallel parallel with me just admitting to myself no phone no internet anything uh let all the technology all the changing technology happen let the tiktok shit happen but i just am 30 years old and i finally know who i am and i know that i have it within uh, the the capability within myself to become an even more uh, evolved slash better version of myself so you mentioned songs starting with titles Mm -hmm. but the one title that is so long (laughs) was originally just a word her yeah, it was. Wow, you really did. You're uh, you're like Nardwar. You really did. <laughs> Have you come here? <laughs> Mention a competing be, radio station. <laughs> be ill-prepared. Um, no, so why? How did it go from one word to, I don't know. That's like, I try saying that title because yeah. I have to record stuff around it all the time. Yeah. It's a sentence. It's a sentence. It's a literal, I don't think that I like her. It's more... Um, I thought that it was more intriguing to read. I I want, uh, uh, yeah, I I think somebody told me, a professional public speaker told me one time that you don't want to overstate anything. You want to leave just enough room for human interpretation. So a couple sentences, I don't think that I like her, or just a sentence in that case, can spawn off to 400 different thoughts if I said that to you right now. Yeah. What is, is he in denial? It, does he actually like her? Is is it even a her? Is it uh, even a person? Like what, I, I want you to, I, I want someone to read each of these titles and picture their own music video and their own scenario kind of thing. So you, okay, you experience shit and then, I, I just want to get a timeline, right? To like experience something in life. Mm-hmm. And then getting a finished song out of it. Yeah. That's like, what does it look like? So you, you experience something Mm -hmm. and then you sit down and you title it and then craft it. Well, example, and the song that started off the album, that's hilarious. Appropriately track one of the album. Um, that's a song about two different types of breakups and, and, uh, uh, departures, uh, a breakup from my past record label and, now me being signed to the new record label that encouraged me to f- make this album uh, and a ro- obviously a romantic relationship ending that um, I thought was everything and the two having nothing to do with each other I don't even think the people involved on either side knew of each other but ultimately 
giving me the same feeling that gut feeling uh, that 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 horrible gut feeling of just like being like kicked in the ball or something and that's your gut right or close to it <laughs> it is which you were kicked in the balls once and you threw up that's right i have t- known you for a long time man i that, i forgot i told you that I, I, so I, it's in a document here dan was like i wonder and, if that's going to come up it, organically in conversation <laughs> and it did. it did and it and it did i'm an open book and uh, so it feels like you're getting kicked in the balls which yeah. you've actually experienced <laughs> which i've actually experienced i know what that physically feels like but i found it amazing this is the whole reason why this album started i promise i have a point to this what was super interesting to me is that a business relationship ending and a romantic relationship ending felt the same way and it made me think i wonder if while I start this new project, if I can approach it from the standpoint of that there's m- there are dichotomies that can be stuck together, but I uh, have a familiar feeling. And I wonder if that can extend to actual music notes as well. Like, can I take a, uh, a very beautiful, pretty Rhodes that represents what the relationship used to be in the beginning of That's Hilarious? Like... <laughs> sounds like a classical piece of music and then pair it with something really ugly like an 808 which is how i was really feeling inside and then pair the two together and then get and then have a snare drum that i took from like or was heavily influenced from like a like a dance hall song or something and put it in there has nothing to do with the ballad and it's just it's just my this album in short is my feelings represented in sound stuck together and then done over 12 times that I kept thinking that when you're talking about being honest and being able to tell your story through lyrics, but the reality is too, like you let your emotion, you can hear crystal clear how you feel by actually listening to the production and the track that's underneath. Mm. And like, is that, is that painful? Like what state do you need to be in? And is there anybody else around? It, it, there was no one around. I had to have a bunch of conversations with myself. Um, and, Maybe one day I'll like therapy, but for this album, I was my own therapist and um, music was my therapy. And I almost named the album Conversations with myself as well, Um, but naming the songs after me, uh, uh, because all of these songs are extensions of me, felt more appropriate. And they were tough conversations with myself, and I was physically like not allowed to be around people because of the pandemic, so it's just me 12 hours a day in a studio thinking... Uh, you took away a year of my fucking life and I can't get it back no more. So when I see those tears coming out your eyes, I hope it's me there for it's the most, it's the same feeling like when someone cuts you off in traffic and you, th- and they drive away and you think about what you could have done. And I would have gotten out of the car and beaten on their window. And you're just, I held all this resentment and anger for, for so long and I never uh, addressed it, but it was uh, the, the pandemic that had forced me to sit with my thoughts and myself uh, for a while and uh, Elton John telling me to be honest in my music for once. Uh, and uh, that, those were the two things that propelled me to make this album as well. You witness love when you spend time with Elton John. You wrote a song about his husband. I did, yeah. And him. I did, yeah. And uh, it was called After All. It was the first song that started off his Lockdown Sessions album. And I was really taken aback by... Um, how um just well he spoke of uh of his husband not that i assume that he wouldn't but it's just uh i was going through a breakup multiple breakups it felt like i was so unfamiliar with the feeling of love and the way that he spoke about his husband was such a like he 
got him out of a, a, a business rut that he speaks very openly about. And he's so smart and he is uh, so handsome, etc. And I was just really like, I, I, I'm, and I'm thinking about myself, like, am I going to feel that same feeling one day? And I wrote that song. You can listen to it. And it's just the perspective of me wanting what he has. That easily changes the way you look at love a new lease on love yes yeah absolutely yeah and uh, knowing that it exists and took two years for me to re-realize that was it true that you were writing and had a whole different album ready to go until that's hilarious and then you kind of restarted yeah that's right and there were some songs that i actually liked from that as well but it's there and maybe one day i'll revisit like there was a song called reply to this that i'll maybe revisit but it was just of such a turbulent time in my recording contract when i was with the other record company and there i believe i believed at the time that it was great i still think it's a great song but it was just tainted with 15 different producers trying versions on it this is doesn't feel dancey enough this needs to be faster you need to sing this the 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 second verse needs to be the first verse or vice versa actually the first verse is fine it needs to be you need i don't like these lyrics and it made me feel it was a song about what you hear is the thematic element on this album but the business heads made me feel like my feelings weren't valid Mm -hmm. and there was something wrong with me in my music writing which is really baffling to me and I really, as as you say that, I just go like, how how'd you get there? Because mm-hmm. all the records, from what I know about you, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, you've been coming on the show for a long time. You do a lot of things on your own, and you keep a very tight circle of creative people around you. Mm-hmm. So if a record's not working and it needs to go through mm-hmm. fifteen different producers, mm-hmm. I mean, something else is not working. Yeah, maybe it had nothing to do with me. I'll never know, and I don't really care to know either because that is like. 2019 of course but it um if i i speak openly about it because if anyone's being uh, doubted by their art just know that their gut reaction their first instinct was the right thing to do that's the approach i took with attention when they told me that um uh, i shouldn't put a spanish sounding guitar on we don't talk anymore because it'll come off as weird because i'm a white guy singing against a spanish sounding guitar that was a real email that was sent and that's one of my favorite songs to that I'm happy to sing for the rest of my life, and I've I've heard many different versions of it, and I, uh, it's it, it, again to any creative listening to this, just go with your first gut reaction. Don't listen to any insecure business head telling you to <laughs> fix something that doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah, fucking baffling yeah. to me. Speaking of creative choices, why in that hilarious? It's the lyric that you brought up. It's the only time you say fuck on the album or curse, I believe. There's a couple, that's the, yeah, that's the most prominent place I say, but I say once on tears on my piano, but it's just in the bridge. This is a, you're right in saying that it's the, it's because I was fucking mad. (laughs) I was mad that I wasn't able to say fuck for so long on my album, not just to uh, garner listeners, but it's actually how I really felt. And that chorus was something different originally. It was something little bit more safe it was you can't be serious that part stayed the same and then i I had just you you gotta like picture it i had just left my last record label and then i listened i'm like fuck being safe i'm gonna go you took away a year of my fucking life like i'm gonna really Mm -hmm. sing how i feel right now and I actually started crying when I kind of like I did in attention and that's how I knew that that was going to be the first song on the album because I just 
exited fake territory writing records for no disrespect to radio or anything or dsps or anything but like i'm not making music for radio or dsps anymore i'm making music for myself and of course it's now being welcomed the most uh in my in, in my career from all my friends at radio and dsps yeah which is that has to bring you joy it makes me happy i don't you know i i i try not to look at charts or anything like that i just i just know that the music is most genuine in in my heart which is again why i named it charlie charlie be quiet yeah you're talking to yourself yes i, I mean do you ruin your chance at love with your own words i well that song really is just telling me to just relax and not uh, be uh, fall fall for someone so quickly, just like play it cool a little bit. And but again, just like in hilarious with the soft piano and the really loud bass, that song is about my busy mind. And it's like when you drink accidentally drink too much caffeine at night, you you ask for the decaf coffee before you leave dinner, but they give you the caffeinated coffee, and you're up like, why am I up at four o'clock in the morning? My mind is always racing at night, and I thought when I made that song, how do I make sounds that physically represent that? And you have the really loud guitars that are almost too loud. They're louder than the vocal when the pre-chorus comes in and then it gets really quiet. That's when I go into my deep sleep. Did you, it's pretty wild. I It's entertainment for me. <laughs> but the way you're able to, the way you perfectly match the story you're looking to tell with the production is, will you ever make music another way? I'm sure I'll make, I never thought I'd make music this way. When I had my first interview with you and See You Again was out, I thought I was going to make a piano album or a jazz album. That didn't end up happening. Maybe it'll happen. I kind of just, I don't know what music I'm going to make next year. I never thought I would make Stay by Justin Bieber and Leroy. I, I never, I, I just kind of have to go with the, uh, 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 the, the ocean of music. I had a dream last night that I was in the ocean. I was terrified. I dislike the ocean very much. <laughs> I wonder what that means. I don't know what that means. Maybe it was an omen of me coming in here talking about the ocean. <laughs> you want to? You're only. You want to talk about? You want to unpack that? I. I Do you feel lost? <laughs> lost at sea with a volleyball. No, I. I feel very in charge of my uh, career right now for the first time ever for the first time ever and i know the whole you know what well, hey charlie what note is my burp <clears throat> on tiktok and i do it's it's a bit it's a bit gimmicky but it's in my all uh and never-ending quest to prove that anything can be made into music just like anything there there are sounds that weren't instruments uh the begin uh, that started these songs like smells like me track five on the album is me uh yelling like Wah! no note attached to it at all Wah! and then i put a uh what i call a low pass filter on it and it makes it sound like it's underwater and it sounded like that and then i distort it and it sound sounded like and then i i auto tune and then I just chopped it up and played it on the keyboard and the sampler. And then I was like, okay, how do I, that, again, a really ugly and beautiful time in my life. How do I combine ugly and beautiful sounds? I take something ugly and then I put a beautiful Peter Gabriel sounding and I play those notes separately. And then you have this album again, it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm beating the dead horse, but it's just, uh, it, it it's two opposites attracting. And then 
making a song that you'd never hear me sing on every song every single song so when you're doing that in the studio do, do you see something do you hear things in your head like what what is that what's going on i don't see colors when i make music i don't really i i just see it's very literal for me like this is a black microphone i like a c sharp is a c sharp like it's just right there in front of me it's like i'm at home depot and i'm shopping for like a, a two by four and i see the two by four in front of me and i'm just like this is a two by four <laughs> that was a weird example but it's just very it's just in front of me like it's physical or something i think that's where i was going with that incredibly fascinating because the other thing too is i think like a lot of people are just taking they're seeing the larger story which is like tiktok like tiktok helped them build this album yeah but the reality is it did like it was a friend sure. to you when you needed it and you were alone in the middle of the pandemic i guess yeah it was it was the device used to reach more people that uh, instagram wasn't doing for me it was mm. there was too much of a wall up i still like instagram but like i'm the way that i get my people to understand my brain nothing has worked better than uh these videos that i put on tiktok so you were talking about being really literal when you're concocting these sounds mm -hmm. you don't do you feel something i mean yeah you feel the emotion of the story you're telling and what you experienced i feel the same you know like when you go out to dinner and it's like this eight person dinner and one of the people shows up late and they're in a bad mood it's raining outside they're covered and they didn't bring their umbrella they're all wet and their bad mood like they're like i'm sorry it's just been a terrible day like makes everyone like oh okay like does it like you were once when it was seven people you were all like super excited and then when that one person their energy was just a, not their fault but like they were pissed and their energy is contagious because you're usually around your friends who can uh, uh, like take something like that in and the whole mood changes it's a chord progression like a c minor to an e flat major b flat major a flat major if you switch those chords around the song is completely different like sonics and the the, the frequencies associated with certain types of chords can make me feel different things and that's true for everybody they just might not even know it but for me it's like it's slightly augmented so while you're matching emotions with sounds does that helps in the healing or the processing of what's gone on definitely i uh smells like me i was in a very bitter mood but the fact that it was in a very bright key f sharp made me feel better about the situation and when the song was done and i knew that i was 80 percent full but i had that extra 20 percent just to add just a little couple more things i knew that i can i could finally allow myself to move on from that situation or at least make a dent in the rock uh being that most of these songs are kind of about the same thing i'm just chipping away at feeling better and when each song was done at, at track 12 you had no more drama i felt completely fine when i made that song so you felt like you were out of drama yeah that's why all the songs make sense in the chronological listing and that's why you got to listen in that order there's going to be a link in the description below to listen to charlie also listen to it on amazon music preferably yeah yeah <laughs> do it marks on my neck mm -hmm. incredibly honest but like i feel like you are you are honest and open in ways that i never would have thought in a million years 
Really? You showed your ass on, uh, I mean, I did, you're yeah. incredibly sexual on the internet sometimes. Well, I'm an incredibly sexual person. <laughs> <laughs> Be free. I never, nobody ever, I guess, never knew that. And it's also kind of like a fun game for me. It's just like, what do I have to lose at this point? I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. But Mark's on my, Mark's on my neck. It's okay. So the two opposites in that song are the, the, the snare is almost like, I tried to explore things that I had never explored before sonically, and then I'll get to like what the song is actually about. But the snares in when you listen, you used to listen to Motown records in like fifties and sixties. I'll be there. Three, the snares in one, two, three, four. That happens uh, never in music, but it happens a lot in. Uh, uh, in British music, I know I hear the sound of your uh, 1975, the sound, and the snare was on the one, two, three, four, and I'm like, why is there a lack of snare on the one, two, three, four in American music? Because hip hop so dominant, and the four on the floor in dance music, people are going out on the dance floor, but that's kick snare, kick snare. That's not kick snare, kick snare, kick snare, kick snare at the same time. So I wanted to explore that. I knew nothing about it, but I, so I had that sonic palette in my mind and I had completely in my mind or at least tricked myself into thinking that I was over you know the past relationship and I you know explored and moved on with other people and there was night where one night where I was let's say physical with somebody and the, the, there were these marks on my neck and that person ended up you know it was just like a fling for them maybe i thought it was a bit more serious and they ended up but i was okay with it and they moved on and as the memory of them started to fade away the memory uh, the the actual marks on my neck started to fade away too and it was almost like a perfect chart of me moving on and the marks fading away and as i thought that i had that now i had the title in my head and I was like, wait, I should try and do that Motown thing. Because it just mar it sound it almost sounds like the tempo of which those marks <laughs> occur. <laughs> you know? <laughs> when when life and art just come together like it's Yes, weird. but the, I, I want people to that's exactly what I want people to take away from listening to this album. When life and art come together. That I'm not the first person to do this. <laughs> But I'm just, I want to be the first person to really just make it so obnoxiously obvious that life and art are the same thing. Are we talking about hickeys or like vampire bites? Like what the fuck she leave you with? Somebody who doesn't cut their nails. Oh, 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 oh. A little scratch. A little battle wound. (laughs) But not about... You're a survivor? Not about being like... uh, like you know overtly like sexual and gross but no like moving on can be a, a beautiful thing too and that there's some physical representation yeah. of moving on yeah the wounds heal the, the the scars healing <laughs> i love it yeah you gotta listen to charlie link in the description below again please 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 um when you're sad i'm sad those high notes mm-hmm. Ooh, is that like a conscious decision or does that come when you're just I, I also like when you're coming up with like sounds and production do you just roll like just just record on the room and just i just that, that that one is interesting that one's an unusual one one because it took the least amount of time to finish i i realized that there was a lack of just my voice and piano hmm. and 
you know, I was like, okay, I got to include just no drums, just my instrument and my vocals. And I was sitting down in a bunk bed in New Jersey, remembering a time where I dropped somebody off at um, One Oak, which I don't even think is open anymore, on Sunset Boulevard. No. No. I was dropping off there, dropping them off there, and um, I went back home and this is a time of being like, like not not woe is me but it was like a, it was a rough mental time for me because i was trying to figure out if this person was really as into me as i was into them and i thought when i was driving up my hill i was like i know that they're gonna call me and ask me to come get them but what caught me off guard is when i got that 2 a.m call was that i could hear them crying on the phone and you don't hear tears except when you're watching a cartoon and tom and jerry or someone's crying you hear well you hear like water drops because it's exaggerated because it's a cartoon but i heard them i I could literally hear the tears coming out their eyes saying please come and get me and i wrote that lyric down and i was like hear and tears rhyme that has to that if something rhymes in a thought of mine that means that i have to write a song about it and it's a pretty dreadful lyric i can hear hear the tears in your eyes when you say please come and get me so i of course got them and just went back into the quicksand of this never-ending vicious cycle of kind of a relationship of not the good kind and i then am in conway at saint andrew's place in hollywood thinking how am i going to write this song and like i gotta put drums together no it should just be simple and with a piano and some strings representing us because that sounds sad and that's probably the song that actually has the least amount of like opposites it's just all sad it's literally sad in the title and sounds sad but and i understand that feeling i felt very understood by it there's people in my life that i don't want them to feel sad so i get roped back in to making decisions that are not best for me but best for their emotional state even though that emotional state is temporary that is way better than what I was the the babbling that I just said that I wish I could copy and paste everything you said and just pretend just pretend I'm Zach right now that's exactly what I said you change yourself to um you know pacify somebody and uh it's it, it's dreadful and sometimes those changes lead to decisions that are knotted and tangled and hard to get out of yeah Again, an experience, something that I had never experienced at 27. Um, I maybe was supposed to experience a toxic kind of relationship when I was younger, but I experienced it then. That's when it happened to me. Good, grand, wonderful. I, I, I want everybody to. <laughs> I want everybody to listen to that and relate to it. And there's and, and again, there's humor <laughs> all in this album. I, I try and make myself feel better by myself because I just don't. I, it's heavy, but. Ha ha ha! That's hilarious. <laughs> Life goes on. Case sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. Fuck it. It's true though. Whatever will be, will be. You're going on tour again. I am. And the uh, mini, the the one night only tour. The it's that we call it the small tour before the big tour. Oh. It's the uh, I after uh, the one thing that I really missed after the uh the the, well we're still technically i guess in the pandemic but at i'd say 2020 to 2021 i thought my touring career as an artist was pretty much done so did you miss it because you've had like viciously you had a love-hate relationship i did with touring i did i still 
do sometime Michael Jackson. I love to tour. I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I do, but I realize the benefits of creativity that come about from touring. And I would get off stage have, having just played for 10,000 people and I would make um, attention or uh, another song. It's like a physical TikTok. It is, it's a physical TikTok and it got taken away from me and many other people. So I had to replace that with TikTok, which gave me a similar feeling, not quite the same, but similar. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to, uh, it's only the seven shows, I believe, but 1,500 people each night. And I realized that I'm not going to get a chance to play these venues again unless it's like a small <laughs> one-off thing. So it's going to feel really nice and intimate. I'm excited. Do you care? If you fuck up on tour, because I know you posted a TikTok the other day about how you sang like a goat in the beginning of... Oh, God, yeah. That, was it, I, Global I, Citizens? Left, left and right at the beginning <laughs> of Global Citizen. Yeah, that was in front of a nice 85,000 people. But I guess it's... I And now that video is fucking viral. Great about me sounding like a goat. But I guess it's endearing in a way. It shows you that I'm human. Sure, I have perfect pitch, whatever, but thing, not everything has to be perfect. I'll assure you, Charlie Puth is incredibly human. Yeah. He is... Yeah. You're very human. I am very, I'd like to think that I'm the most human to date. The, the, the most human to ever human. The most human to ever humanize. That is something. What are you thinking? Well, you have been kind of like building a lot of these songs on TikTok. Does anybody ever give you a negative reaction? You're like, oh, maybe this song sucks and I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, yeah. I saw something the other day. It's like, wow, Charlie, their words, not mine. Charlie is such a genius, but makes music for Kohl's and, <laughs> and Walmart. And I'm like, well, what if I, am I supposed to just make music for scientists and, 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 and world leaders or whatever? Like, I'm making pop music. It's, it's bound to be corny sometimes. My goal is to not make it so on the nose corny but like just make it a little interesting but sure I, at least i got a reaction mm -hmm. out of them if they didn't type that comment it would hurt more i want mm -hmm. either a negative like i'm so happy that you love the album but even if you dislike the album i would respect your opinion because it's we're all entitled to have an opinion it's art is very subjective um i think it's great but to someone else it might not be i think we're in an era of incredibly honest charlie pooth yeah I think a Charlie Puth that posts nudes on the internet is an incredibly honest Charlie Puth. Yeah, definitely. Well, I like my body, and why not show it off? Everybody else does it. Can you, can you take us inside that photo shoot? Whose idea was it? Oh, that oh, was mine. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you go? I got this idea where I'm going to climb up an electrical pole? It was, was like this? a swing? It, it, was a sw it was a nice swing in Topanga Canyon. I was distracted. I didn't, I didn't understand the you surroundings. You were distracted? I, uh, I, uh, was, I was distracted by the, the beauty of nature, I guess. And there's just something very primal about being i i love being naked i walk around naked in my house i i i sometimes know that workers are showing up and they're my house is all glass and they're they're they're, they're very well might be people that could see me it's not like i have a, a completely private backyard there are other houses and you i don't care i don't care i get like a weird the same feeling i get when i get a massage like it's nothing's happening but like <laughs> it could but it's not going to someone could take a picture of me walking naked outside i just get a weird high off of it of being God. naked i love i love being naked I, I i mean i love that for you i i wonder what that that is like as i'm i'm a never nude why why are you a never nude <laughs> Well, you're allowed to be a never nude. I mean, you know, me part, me being part of the nudist colony. <laughs> I just want, I want, I want you to join us. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants what I have oh, going please. on. Please, 
No, 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 no. For, it's good. It's for the good of everybody's health. And oh, and stop it! Zach, Everyone's beautiful. You should recreate the photo that he took on the swing with you. I honestly think it would get thrown off the internet within <laughs> seconds, and it would really cause mass vomiting and panic and nausea. <laughs> the first indigestion. The first indigestion. The first heartburn. The, fir- <laughs> the first mass deletion of a picture. We don't want this. I don't know. I don't think you should be so sure of yourself. On oh that. God. I, I yeah. There's so, very few things I'm sure of. That <laughs> that I am sure of. Well, if we learn anything today, I love being naked and I love my body. So I'm gonna be obnoxious that, about it sometimes. Do things for you. I Make do, art for you. Live for you. I do things for. I, I wear women's clothes. I I, I I'm naked everywhere <laughs> I go. <laughs> I just I I don't even think that's. I feel like in the early 2000s that could be considered strange, but I I just feel like everybody this these days is just so androgynous and. Everything is just like like music is all like fashion. I walk around New York City, I I can't pinpoint a specific era that we're in because everyone is so inspired by each other. I'm inspired by the gay community on uh, Twitter. Maybe I'm inspired by gay music. Every time I drive uh, down Santa Monica Boulevard, I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck am I going to make my own song that makes everyone here dance? Huh? Mm-hmm. Like I just, I'm inspired by people, and all I want to do is just make the soundtracks of their lives. I work. I do believe that we are a collection of the things that we witness and soak in and listen to and see and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's it's living life and being honest. And I appreciate your honesty. Sure. Beyond. Beyond, and my nudity. And yeah, your nudity is respected and appreciated, and we're fans over here. <laughs> did, did you record or produce or make any of this music naked? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, the the, the, t- the t- by the way, the TikToks. The if you, obvious if, question. The obvious question. If you go on wherever you see me online, it, if you see me without a shirt on, I'm most likely not wearing anything else under it because I again. God, what I, is that like? I just get a love it. I thrill. I love this for you. I get a thrill. I don't know. It's it's maybe. A disorder or a, a, something wrong with me but knowing that there's other things that no one's seeing but also they are actually seeing, seeing is mm, i'm salivating watch with a different lens my friends and listen to charlie there's a link in the description below we good uh i just have a, qu- a few quick questions we, yes we're i know we got it running go. out of time my friend is there anything on the album like any other cool sounds that you kind of hit in there that people Ooh. wouldn't expect or like did you use anything weird to make something oh um I wouldn't even. Well, I mean, what is weird? That's true. <laughs> Nowadays, That's true. I, I I slam trash cans together to make uh, that drum sound on um, marks on my neck. The do 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 do. That's me slamming some trash cans from the studio that I told them to uh, bring in an appropriately mic with mics like these. Um, just going through everything. Uh, five, track six. Uh, left and right has the panning. No, I mean, everything is just been... Uh, there were a lot of things made with my voice and just capturing room noise. Did you know that you can put a microphone like and capture room noise like this? And that little air conditioner is making a C-sharp. I could fucking distort that shit, bring it up 16 decibels, multiply it by 16... Whatever that is, thirty-two? No, uh, that's no, no. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, Fuck it. I trust and, you. And uh, and auto-tune it and make it a completely different anything. Anything can be made in music. I just spit all over your SM7. It's okay. It's fine. 
So I'm chaotic. I like and nothing's it changed. Listen to Charlie's album. Are you, any other questions? I mean, well, like, no. It just reminded me when you said about the anything can be made. And d- does I, it get annoying when people ask you, like, hey, what note is this? Well, I remember when that was like a party trick, like years ago. And right. I think I like made fun of you one time because right. like one of the pitches when you go to radio stations would be like, you can touch it, like you can tap things, <laughs> and I'll tell you what key it is. I know. I was. I was. <laughs> It was kind of like a clown. Um, <laughs> sure, it, any, I think anything that's uh, overstated, it's welcome, can get no, but irritating it's bigger at times. than it's ever been. I know, but <laughs> the fuck. I, I, but I'm. It's all about how I steer the ship, and if I if if someone wants to fart on their phone, gross, and tell ask me what pitch it is, kind of, kind of like make a subtle dig at me. I'll, I'll let them know that Max Martin produced a Backstreet Boys song called The Call, and if you pull that song up right now, there is a fart layered in the snare drum that kind of sounded and it's actually in the song, so I'm not the only one who's Whose who fart is it? it? Probably one of the Backstreet Boys. Cool. AJ McLean. <laughs> They're coming on the show in Maybe, December. We, write that down. Ask them about the fart on The Call. You got it. Yeah. I will write that down Thank right you. now. Thank you for that. <laughs> you want to moonlight as a producer here? I, I know I should. Uh, that's a weird way to end an interview, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm I I love sound and I love how it affects people, and you can get a glimpse of that on my uh, one night only tour if you so choose to pick up tickets. We're gonna put a link in the description below for that as well. But listen to Charlie, listen to his whole discography on Amazon Music. Many more visits to come. I hope absolutely appreciate you beyond. I appreciate you, and it's very nice. And, and you bringing up these stories from years ago makes me realize number one how fast time moves, but Crazy. how nice of a friend you've been to me over the years. And I really do appreciate you both for well, for being there with me along this crazy turbulent career of mine. Incredibly mutual, and uh, knock on wood, we're not going anywhere. So you're not going anywhere. You're too good. Love, Charlie Puth, everybody. Woo. Hey, beautiful human. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation with Charlie Puth. It really means a lot. Listen to his album, Charlie, on Amazon Music. Big thanks to him for hanging out. Big thanks to GoPuff for delivering this interview to you. And a big thanks to you. Be safe. Hug your family if you can. Let them know that you love them. Don't go to jail. Have an amazing day. Keep listening to music because it helps make the world go round. And I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.